Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and our traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help you enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. Well, some of us never thought summer would ever arrive, but it's once again hot, the smell of barbecue, brisket, brats, hamburgers in the breeze, baseball season is in full swing, it's summer. Text your friends, go to Bixler Beach, also known as Margaritaville. And of course, since it's the first week of July, we're celebrating America's Independence Day. This year's 4th of July celebration is particularly special for today's guest, as this will be her very first Independence Day as an American citizen. Nui Klein, a staff accountant at Ray & Associates, came to the U.S. from Thailand in 2008 as a live-in nanny. It wasn't long before she set out to see what else America had to offer. So she enrolled in an American college, pursued a degree in accounting, made plans to settle down in the States with her husband, also became a CPA. Finally, on Valentine's Day this year, Nui became a United States citizen. Today on Unsuitable, we're going to talk about the process of becoming a citizen, why Nui chose to take that leap, and what employers can do to help their foreign-born employees seek out citizenship and how a diverse workforce and workplace can benefit a business. Welcome to Unsuitable, Nui. Thanks. So you ready to ready to roll with a bunch of questions? Yes, definitely. So uh, I want to start out a little bit about, uh, we talked about... Um, coming to the U.S. as a nanny. Yes. So, you know, I first came to the U.S. in 2008 um, as an au pair. So I came with an au pair program, which is a live-in nanny. So I matched with a host family who live in Columbus. So, and I was an au pair for about two years. And I, whacked, I, I went back to Thailand and came back here for school. Oh, great. Yes. Great. Uh, as a nanny, uh, would were you... Changing diapers? Oh, definitely. That was my job. That was your specialty, (laughs) changing diapers. Yes, full-time job. So uh, how old were you when you came to the United States? Um, I think I was 22 22? when I came here, yes. And when did you start thinking about um, coming to the U.S.? I got a college degree in Thailand before I came here. And I think when I was a senior in college, um, one of my friends was coming here with the au pair program. And that's how I knew about the program. And I thought that was a, a very good idea to get to live here and, you know, get to learn the culture and live with an American right. family. Sure. So that was the, and it was in Colum- you landed in Columbus, Ohio and never left Columbus, Ohio. That's correct. So uh, is, uh, did any uh, members of your family also uh, accompany you to the U.S.? Um, no, I came here by myself. Okay. And how many times do you go back to Thailand? Uh, I think I have been back about, four or five times, like every year and a half or two years. How long, mm-hmm. a, how long a flight is that? Over 24 hours, I would say. 24 hours, oh boy. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you know, again, this is uh, uncharted territory for me. I, I you know, we talked uh, uh, yesterday pre-production mm-hmm. about some of the things that uh, you had to do to become a U.S. citizen. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, one is you'd mentioned to me that there there had to be a test or you did had to do some studying to become a U.S. citizen. Let's talk about that. Sure, that's correct. 
So the process is, you know, um, you have to hold a green card, which is the permanent resident for a certain period of time. And then you can apply for the, the citizenship, which you will have an interview. And before the interview, they will give you a guidebook, which you have to study about, you know, the history, the politics, you know, basic stuff. So I had to study mm-hmm. politics. Yes. So, um, you know, as we, as we uh, talked yesterday... You know, what uh, What are some of the other things that you had to learn? Did you have to learn, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance or the National Anthem? Were those things you had to? Yes, I mean, um, those is one of, you know, the things that I had to learn and it was on the, the guidebook. So, you know, for example, who is the president of the United States? You know, what's the, what's the, the cabinet do kind of like that? So a little history of how the company is, uh, you know, run yeah. and, and the executive uh, offices and things like that. Yes, that's, so, that's right. Good. You know, um, obviously, we uh, know you around the office here as Nui yes. and Nui Klein, and that's very easy to pronounce and remember. Yes. But uh, you shared with me your formal name, and could you tell us what your formal name is? Sure. Um, so my formal name is Ampawan, and my main name is... Um, Tanya, we said still. So, you know, in, in Thailand, so everyone has a nickname because our formal name is very long. As you can see, it's kind of like when you slam your elbow on the keyboard. That's how oh. it's written. Yes. Yes. So, so I, you know, I go by um, Nui and Kai is my husband's name. So, good. Yeah. Now, also, as you be, became a U.S. citizen and, and studied, studied in, uh, in the States, I understand you became a sports fan. What are some of the uh, professional sports teams that you follow? So, you know, I am a, a Buckeye fan. Of course. Say that. Yep. And um Jackets fan. Okay. And um I'm not sure if I am the Browns fan. My husband is, you know, it's kind Well, of, you have to be a Browns fan. I uh, unfortunately. So. You know, I was just thinking, you know, if you uh if you played sports, you know, in the United States, and of course you had a jersey, and they had to put your your name, your your name on the back of your jersey. You know, it would be. Uh, I'm going to try to pronounce your your last name. We practiced this yesterday. All right, okay. uh, Tanya. We said sale. Yep. That's 14 <laughs> letters in that last name. Can you imagine what that would look like on the back of your Blue Jackets jersey? Yeah, or it might bron- not be fit. You know, it, it would not. Yeah, it, it would, would not go fit. from elbow to elbow. <laughs> right. So, as as you were in the United States, what what made you decide, hey, I want to become a U.S. citizen? You know, when I started working at Ray, which was a month before the 2016 election, I saw my, you know, colleagues voted. And I was not able to because I was a permanent resident. So I wanted the right to vote. And being a U.S. citizen gives you the right to vote. That's really interesting. We have many citizens who do not vote. And here, the compelling reason to become a citizen, one of the reasons was you wanted to vote. Yes. So, you know, I I live and work here. So I just wanted a voice. Fantastic. You know, as you talked about the 2016 election, and obviously there was a bit of controversy around the election and, and so forth. You know, and there was a lot of discussion and the reason is today about immigration. 
Yes. And limiting the amount of individuals who can come to the States to to work and become citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, as you heard that type of discussion, how did how did that make you feel? What kind of feelings did you have? Let's see. So I think immigration is a very, very sensitive issue. And I think it's a global issue. It's not just one country. You know, other countries might have this issue as well. Like Thailand has that also. And, you know, it involves like multiple cultures. So I don't think that is the one solution to solve these problems. So good, good thoughts. And, you know, I look at, at your career and what you've done in a, in a relatively short period of time, 10 years, where you've, you know, learned the culture, learned the history, uh, became a certified public accountant, which is no easy task. No, and not at all. And are, are very well employed in, in our company as an auditor. And uh, so I think that's a, that's a great story to, to tell. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think being a foreigner doesn't mean we cannot work like professional. We just speak in different language. And we can prove that we can work just like people do what people do here. Sure. You know, when you came to the United States, did, were you, um, could you speak English? Well, my speaking was very bad. I would have to say that. Like, you know, when I first came to Columbus, I lived with um, an American host family. They gave me a flip phone, which they never called me because they could not understand my accent. So they only texted me because I could read and write. That was how bad it was. So it was just, it was, it was probably your accent, a little bit of your accent, but you had to learn, you know, how to, I mean, you knew English or learned English in Thailand, but you had to learn how to, to really use it uh, on the street, so to speak. Yeah, that's true. Because I mean, in Thailand, we learn English grammars, but we don't really speak. So speaking is very difficult for us because, you know, we speak in a, a very different language and different accent. Would you mind, uh, if you could, for us, say, in your, in your foreign language or your, your native language, um, unsuitable on Ray Radio? Okay, well, that, that's probably a, a curveball you weren't ready for. We should have practiced that yesterday. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, you, know, we, you know, we had talked about also um, why an employer might want to hire somebody who is not a U.S. citizen, with with talent being a, a challenge for all businesses and all industries. Let's talk about why an employer might want to hire somebody who isn't a U.S. citizen. Yes, you know, as I mentioned before that, you know, we speak in a different language. We have different culture. And I think the difference um, creates a better workplace because we get to see, we get to see um, things from different perspectives. And... And I think it helps us understand each other better. And if we understand each other better, I think we can work, we can work better as a team. So it's team building that yes. uh, you would uh, pursue and, and, and recommend that, you know, individuals like yourself, a great uh, addition to a workforce. Yes. So mm-hmm. you, you talked about learning uh, the U.S. culture. What, was, what were a couple of the hardest things to learn? I think it just to understand to understand people, to understand the culture. You know, for example, 
when we say something in English, it might sound like, hmm, I'm not sure what is he talking. But if we translate back to our language, it's just like, like a normal conversation. So to really understand the meaning of the words, what you're saying, you have to think before you speak. Let's so put it that way. It's a little bit of a challenge. And, mm-hmm. and I would imagine sometimes jokes and sarcasm are maybe yes. hard to translate. And you probably yes. think, well, what in the world is going on here? Yes. And I mean, you know, actually, when I you know, came here, I live with um, you know, my host family. And my host dad is a very sarcastic person. So I had a, a, an English dictionary. And my host mom opened the first word, sarcasm, and explained it, what it means to me. And she pointed at him. Yeah, that's how he is. So you better watch out. So you learned on that. <laughs> yes. So have you seen the Statue of Liberty? I have. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> you must have gone on, uh, must have uh, been by it in the dark. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, we, when we came as an au pair, we had a three-day orientation in Connecticut. And, you know, they took us to New York to see the Statue of the Liberty. And it was... 10 o'clock at night. So I could not really see anything except the darkness of the Statue of the Liberty. Sure, sure. You know, you'd mentioned that uh, certainly you're um, a sports fan, which I would imagine Thailand, what's the sport of choice? Is it soccer? Yes, soccer is the biggest one. Did you play uh, soccer in uh, school? Actually, yes, I did. So when I was in um, junior high, so everyone had to um, play soccer. It was not a choice. So, so I was a goalie. To. You and, were a goalie? Yes. And one of my friends um, kicked the ball and hit right on my face. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. That was the end of that. Yep. <laughs> so uh, is Thailand in the World Cup this year? I don't think so. We're still not that great. Not that great? <laughs> still have to, to ask to work at that. <laughs> yes. So, you know, as you, um, you know, again, we talk about culture. We, we go different, different directions. But what about uh, music? You listen to a lot of U.S. Music- musicians. Uh, I mean, actually, yes. Background: My husband used to be in a, a rock band. Oh, okay. So you know, I am a rock you're, and roll you're a fan. Rocker. Yes. You're a rock and roller. Yes. Yeah. So you know, I love um, classic rock. So okay. that's my favorite. Was your favorite band? Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Okay. <laughs> okay. When when the levee breaks, or uh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yep. Wow. Okay. I would <laughs> I would have not thought that. That's good. That's all right. All right. Um, you know, we, we talked, uh, I want to go back to a little bit about, you know, kind of the sports. And you mentioned your football yeah. fan and the Buckeyes fan yeah. and, and a Cleveland Browns fan, which is the NFL. And, of course, the, the news there has been over the last year where a lot of the players, you know, want to kneel during the national anthem, et cetera. When you see that, how does that make you feel? What do you think when you see that? I could say that I, they have some frustration. And I understand that. And some people express it in a different way. And, you know, in the U.S., we know it's a freedom country. We have the right to do that. So, I, I mean, I don't know what is right or wrong. So, you're okay that with that. Could, could athletes get away with that, doing that in Thailand? Well, no one has done that before. So, I'm not sure. Not sure. No, <laughs> better not try it. Yeah. I mean, you can... You can go to Thailand and try to do that. So, no, I, if I do, I'm going to respect all of the rules and, <laughs> and cultures. Yeah. So, have you been uh, able to travel around the United States? Uh, yes. 
you know, I have been to California, Michigan, Florida, New York, Connecticut, um, South Carolina. Wow, you're just, uh, you're going all out. Yeah, I mean, I love traveling, so. So how long was it uh, from the time you entered the U.S. as a nanny that you got your driver's license? Actually, I got it the first month when I came. The first month? Yeah, so the first day when I arrived in Columbus and my host family, you know, parted, that's the car you're going to drive. So, and they, you know, took me and practiced driving. And luckily, I passed the the driving test at the first try. Did you so, have a driver's license in Thailand? No. No, okay. <laughs> Remind me not to park next to you, okay? <laughs> That'd be okay. But, um, you know, I want to go back to about, um, you know, what can an, an employer uh, can do to help the employee secure U.S. citizenship? Sure. So, if the employer really decides you know, employees to become a U.S. citizen, the company's human resources could possibly help guide an employee to the proper process of becoming a U.S. citizen. Um, also, you know, the company could possibly sponsor an employee to get um, a work visa. And then the employee can decide if they want to become a U.S. citizen or not. So I want to go back to, again, there are many reasons and I think this is worth repeating, there are many reasons to become an American citizen, but at the top of your list is you wanted to vote, you wanted a voice. Uh, I, that just, um, that just, just hits me just right. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. You know, the second thing that you talked about, that employers can help foreign employees secure citizenship. It's not a necessity, but it's, but, but it's, but it's a good thing. Yes, and uh, the last thing we want to talk about in the few minutes we have left is is a diverse workplace is a better workplace. And that's one of the things that we talked about very briefly uh, yesterday before um, the production. And let's talk about that. How do you, you, you have the thought that a diverse workplace is really the way to go? Yeah. So, you know, the way I think is even though, even though you know, a workplace has 100% Americans, but everyone is still different anyway. So we might come from a different background. We might have a different legal, you know, status. So I think it's not easy to understand each other. So if we have, you know, diverse people in the workplace, so we get to learn each other. And I think that it builds a better workplace. So it's a stronger work workforce. Yes. Good. Good. You know, we, um, we'd mentioned that you spend primarily a lot of your time uh, auditing in the audit field, uh, the assurance, but you've also uh, uh, dipped your toes into uh, tax preparation and tax consulting. Uh, did you find the IRS code daunting? <laughs> I'll answer that for you. <laughs> I've been doing it for 40 years. It is daunting. You've been doing it for five years as far as been in the CPA profession. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it changes every year, and I still feel like tax is a is a field that I just never understand. It's it's very difficult. Yeah, but I mean, you know, since I'm a CPA, so now I understand 
um, taxes a lot more than my husband, who is an I mean an American. Oh, he's a he's so, a uh, he's a musician. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what he's doing. Is he still playing in a band? Um, no, he quit um, uh, several years ago. So he's an IT. Oh, an IT. He just played that for fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, and and we got to end up uh, the podcast, but I think it's pretty mm-hmm. incredible that um, you've been in the United States ten years, have accomplished so much. And, and you pass the CPA exam very quickly. And there are folks that have been in the accounting profession and taken that exam for years and years and years and can't get it passed. And you made it a priority and you got it passed. Thank you. So that's wonderful. Thanks again for joining us on Unsuitable today, Nui. Really think that's a great way to celebrate America and the opportunities that are available to those who are looking to work in the U.S., or seek out citizenship. Listeners, if you have questions about the process, you can email us at podcast at raycpa.com and we will put you in touch with Nui. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. Like it, leave us a comment, and share it with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. USA. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.